Welcome to the FNO InsureTech Podcast, a place where movers and shakers from all points within the insurance ecosystem gather and discuss all things InsureTech. We talk about how technology and innovation are affecting and driving change in the industry. Here are your hosts, Matt D. Fothery, Lee Boyd, and Rob Beller. Hey, Podcast World, welcome to a special edition of FNO. And it's a special edition because we have a new name for it. This is FNO Conferences, which is part of our either promotion or follow-up or anything to do with the various conferences that we go to throughout the years. And we just figured that maybe you'd like to hear about what we're up to with conferences or what we do there. Or or like today, the various and sundry really interesting people that we get to talk to. And so Lee and I kind of got together. Lee, first of all. Yeah. I didn't introduce you. Oh, I, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. This is uh, Lee Boyd. Nice to meet everybody. It's 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 great to have you with us today. Thank you, Rob. It's uh-huh. great to be this here. This is today. your first time. First time on this edition. Mm-hmm. Short time listener, long time caller. <laughs> um, everybody knows that's not true because you don't talk enough. That's the common thing that we hear about you. you don't talk enough. That's what I heard once. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. In fact, our groupie said that. Yeah. Shout out our to groupie. our groupie Astrid. Yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. our, uh, our one, one groupie. We uh-huh. appreciate we met you, our, We met our groupie not too long ago. Well, I didn't. You did. I did, yes. She was. Yes. She, she was, seems like a delight. She was uh, our, our one groupie. Anyways, uh, so we dared to dream. Yeah, we did. I what like, do you think about that, huh? I like that. You like the way I worked that great, in? Great, great tagline. Well, uh, I say dared to dream because coming soon, just a little side note mm-hmm. here, is FNO Book Club. Yeah. I'm little promo. Very, very excited about you that You want to tell us about FNO Book Club real yeah, quick? Yes. So just real quick. Real quick. FNO Book Club will be a time where we put out a book uh, over a certain period of time and we get together on the podcast and we talk it out. A uh, lot of exciting things to come on that one. And what is our first book? The first book is Dare to Lead. By Benet Brown. Wow. And speaking of Dare to Lead, mm-hmm. did I do it with you? The book club, you did not I do did it. I did not. You did not dare do it. I did not dare to lead. But who I did it with to follow. me? Who did it with who me? Who did it with you? Alicia Moss did. Alicia Moss, our, our number one content producer and only content producer. Yeah, she did but wonderful. A, an amazing content producer here at FNO. Yes conferences today. Yes, she did great. She had great insight into the book. It was amazing. And then we did it along with, uh, with, with, with Dave Williams. We did do it with Dave Williams, the chief claims officer at uh, TWIA. And he was brilliant as always. Always. Right? Always. He, he brought with him his 43 pages of notes. Very, very prepared. Very prepared. And uh, obviously a Boy Scout. Yeah. Much like yourself. Got to be prepared. Got to be prepared. In fact, sometime we have to talk about the Boy Scout bankruptcy, but not today. Sure, I would love to okay, talk about that. Okay, not today. I have lots of feelings on that. I bet you do. I do. I bet you do. You have a special place in your heart for Boy Scouts. Very special. Today, yeah. we are kicking off something new because we're really experimental here yeah. at the mm-hmm. FNO Broadcast Network. A lot of new things on Tuesdays. And today is FNO conferences. And like I said at the top, it's all about the conferences we attend and the people we see and the things we learn. And today we're going to talk about our trip to Elevate in Salt Lake City. Yeah. So while we were at Salt Lake City, we interviewed 11 different people. 11. 11 wow. from all walks of the insurance life. Um, and today we're going to get to listen to 
six different interviews that we had with carriers. And these were really great interviews. They're short, about 10 minutes long in most cases. And we really just get to pick their brain about the conference and then about this world of insured tech and, and where insurance claims and all that are going. So Elevate is put on by Bear Risk uh, and Exactware. And so we talked a lot about um, what did they like about the conference and what does the future hold? Right. As a very, very prominent and old, relatively speaking, company in the insure tech space, Verisk and Exact are um, prominent and pioneers, and they put on a wonderful conference that we go to each very year. Very nice. And it attracts many, many, many uh, interesting and innovative people from the claims space primarily. Right. right. And we'll be talking to them. And yeah. kind of boiling down each interview down to about 10 minutes. Yeah. And this week, as I said, it will be the insurance carriers. Next week, we will be talking with insured techs and uh, people who were at the conference. So we'll get to talk to companies like Planner and Matterport, um, people like them. Very v cool. Very, very excited about very this. Cool. So without further ado, we'll go into our num numerous interviews that we just spliced together back to back. So just listen. And uh, you'll hear a whole variety of people and a whole variety of perspectives. Well, today we have uh, Theresa Young with us with CSAA Insurance. Welcome. Thank you for having me. Well, we are very excited to have you on today here at the Elevate Conference. It's, uh, it's a lot of fun. We've been able to visit with a lot of people and very glad you could stop by. Uh, so, so tell me, what is your title at CSAA? I am the Claims Homeowners Operations Process Manager. Okay, so what, what does that mean? That means I'm responsible for the processes and the workflows for my claims property staff. Okay. Both inside and out, including vendor solutions okay. um, that would facilitate their workflows. So is that all about trying to make things more streamlined and trying to get different parties uh, connected? Is that kind of it? It's kind of it. I mean, we are looking obviously to eliminate any redundancies in the workflow processes that don't add value while balancing that with our service commitments to our members and being able to communicate effectively with our members and our stakeholders. But I yes. see. So is this, is this your first time at the Elevate Conference? It is. It is. Well, what do you think about it? Uh, it's actually very fascinating. Um, it's great to get a glimpse and a holistic approach to the emerging technologies yeah. and the new tools that are available to us as an insurance carrier for our workforce. So whenever you come to a conference like this, how do you know, what, I guess, tell me about your day. Is it filled with meetings? Is it sessions? Is it just visiting with people? Like, what, what do you try to do whenever you come It's here? a combination of both. I try to attend as many sessions as I can. Okay. Um, that said, it is a great opportunity to meet with various vendors yeah. uh, from various parts of the, the, organ, uh, the country that, one, we either have existing relationships, we've had prior relationships, or hope to have future relationships with. So I have, I've attended a few of the sessions, um, and I believe my meeting count is up to uh, 13 meetings with different individual vendors wow. while I was here. So very productive time. Yeah, so is that is that meetings with more service providers or more on the insure tech side? It's both. It's okay. mostly more on the insure tech side, but it is both. So whenever you're meeting with these insure techs, what are you looking for? What are you trying to, to find out? I'm trying to find out what uh, tools 
that they have that could be useful for our groups. I'm also looking for, as we migrate our, our workforce to a future state skill set, mm -hmm. what tools they have to fill those gaps while we work through our transition, Okay, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and then we're also looking at ways, how can I automate intelligently yeah. Uh, some of the housekeeping tasks sure. that the staff does so that we can use them to do the things that can't be automated, like provide consulting to our clients or our policyholders. So is that trying to, to really streamline the, the mundane mundane tasks that are done every day, all day, trying to get those off their plate so they can focus on higher end uh, Yeah, solutions? exactly, okay. exactly. Well, and is that is that going good for you? So far, I've got this wonderful cadre of tools right now that I need to sort through and see which would be the best match for our organization. So what about on the inspection side? Mm -hmm. uh, is that also a focus for you? It is. You know, we're looking at... Um, um, you know, we, we do business with one of the uh, TPAs that provide a... Um, a group of contractors that go out. Okay. We currently do joint inspections with our okay. field staff um, or with an independent agent if, if, or an independent adjuster if we're in an unstaffed area. Um, we've had a lot of success with that, but also looking at the cost of that. I'm right. paying two people to go out and inspect something. Is there a way that I can do that um, quicker um, and be just as effective and efficient, yeah. right? That still provides the service I want to my member. So is that allowing the inspection from the adjuster and the contractor to be at the same time to kind of allow the scope and uh, and everything to be the same? Yeah, that's why we do it. We, we do the joint inspection so that the adjuster and the uh, contractor, so they agree on scope, they agree on coverage okay. right at the time. Yeah. So it minimizes the need for reinspection or triple-checking everybody's work. Then we have a quality piece that the contractor's, uh, estimate has to go through before it even gets to us to be okay. compliant with business rules. And then our our file handling adjusters have one opportunity to just kind of briefly review that file to make sure there's nothing wonky. Right. Because um, mistakes happen, right? Yeah. Um, and um, we've really been able to streamline our processes and minimize our um, our cycle time by almost 30 days, wow. which is pretty incredible. So, so that's so. that's through reducing supplements, I guess, right? It is, yeah. Mm -hmm. And I, I would imagine if, if both parties are there at the same time, you can really come to an agreement because supplements, they're a pain. They're, they're, yeah. hard, they're hard to deal with. Uh, the long, somebody had said earlier, the longer a claim is open, uh, the more likely uh, that the estimate will go up because things, additional things break, uh, additional things are found, um, and it just, it just happens. And so I, I imagine that's helping you. It is. You know, some supplements can't be avoided because Absolutely. we often have open items on estimates, but that's one kind of supplement that right. is completely appropriate. Right. Right. If we don't know what's behind a dishwasher till we pull the dishwasher out, for example. Um, but the ones that are changes in scope, the mm -hmm. ones are changes in material. Right. Those are the ones we're, we're avoiding. Um, yeah. And that's saving us quite a bit of time. Well, again, the cycle time kind of speaks for itself. And actually, our net promoter score, since we've instituted this program, has raised almost 30 points as well. Wow. That's that's pretty incredible for a simple process change. So is that one of the biggest focuses, uh, customer service trying to get customer service up? Uh, it, well, I would say it's one of many, okay. many. I mean, it's 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 a triangle, right? Yeah. Expenses, service. So um, it's always trying to find the sweet spot where everything's in balance. That makes sense. We're, we're doing a panel later today, and we're talking about 
all of the uh, different things uh, you had to focus on whenever you're doing a pilot and implementing a new technology. And, uh, and you can't lose focus of one thing just because you're focusing on another. So maybe you're focusing on expense, but you can't lose focus on customer service. And sounds like, like you're really getting all three of those uh, together, which is really good. Yeah, it's, it goes back to the old, you know, working on your business degree. It's price, quality, or time. Pick sure. any two. Yes, yes, you can have any two. Right. Can't give you three. <laughs> That's true. What about the, the, the world of virtual? We talked a little bit here at Exact where the keynote talked about it some, uh, that the world of this virtual inspection uh, is is really starting to happen. Is that is that something you agree with? Um, I don't know if I, I don't know that I have an opinion yet. Okay. So I would say that my preliminary opinion is there's so much comp competition and so many emerging firms in this space yeah. that typically when we see that in technology, there's something to it. Now, what typically would happen in two or three years, these companies would cannibalize, eat each other up, go into partnerships, right. and then we'll have a few leaders that, right. that emerge from the, the, um, all of the startups that are coming out right sure. now. So I would say that with the volume of startups that we're seeing in this space, there tend likely to be a future. Yeah. Where it's going to morph into and where it's going to land in a few years, that's a little less unclear. Um, we saw a lot of this in the um, home space where they had the connected home, yeah. but that really didn't materialize to be right. a whole lot of something. So there's there's always the vision and and the thought of where it could go and then where does it actually go when it hits the marketplace. So that's going to be the thing that we're going to watch. Is the virtual... If we send people out who can't write their own estimates because they're cheaper, right, to do an inspection. Understandable, yeah. Um, I'm losing a service component to right. being able to interact with my insured. If I require a coordination of them to be live together, that is a housekeeping thing now I have to manage. Manageable, but a housekeeping thing. So it's looking at all of the service components, the lift I'm going to get um, in my service, in my efficiency, and... Um, the expense part of it. So again, it's that triangle. It's a triangle. It always goes back to, because um, often what's being sold right now is the expense piece. And right. I don't think that that's actually a fair component because if it comes at the expense of service. Yeah, exactly. Right, then um, it's not worth the expense reduction. So again, it's finding the balance. Yeah, I'm sitting here listening to you and I'm thinking that, you know, yes, I might want to send somebody out and I'm going to save some money, and it, and, it, and it may be faster, but am I also uh, gaining or am I losing on the customer service front? And just like you said earlier, you have to, we have to watch the, the triangle. We have to make sure that all aspects of this are being watched because it's easy for one to drop. Uh, it is. And so that's interesting. Well, so I guess with a conference, is this something you might come back to? It might be. Okay. Well, I want to thank you so much for coming by today. Thank you so much for having me. Really enjoyed visiting. Hey, everybody. We get a twofer now. We have two guests with us in this uh, little episode that we're doing from Elevate. We have Chris Crilly and Andrew Connell from Grange. How are you doing, guys? Doing great. Yourself? Good, good. Yeah, doing really good. Good, good. What do you think of Salt Lake City? Well, the hotel's great. <laughs> haven't, haven't been spent much time outside the hotel, but uh, sure love the hotel. Uh, but you guys are from Ohio, so snow is like, eh. Yeah, it's pretty much the same climate here uh, from where we left in Ohio. So yeah, it's not a big change for us. Yeah, Just the mountains are different. Uh -huh. Cold is cold. That's right. Uh huh. Uh huh. It's dry here though. 
dry cold. It, it is drier, yes. So uh, let's start by asking the question, what brings you to um, the Elevate Conference? Why are you two guys here? Or, or why don't you, even before that, why don't, you, why don't you talk for a little bit about what your jobs are very quickly at Grange, and then what brings you to Elevate? Sure. So uh, Andy Connell, I uh, oversee our, our field operations at, at Grange and our uh, catastrophe adjusters. Um, kind of what brings me here is just the excitement and the, and the buzz in the industry. See what what's going on, what uh, some of the tools out there that, that we should be considering. Uh, there's there's so many options to, to, to give our adjusters and giving them the, the right tools, the right resources, knowing what, what else is on on. Uh, not only exact, but uh, other industry and vendors uh, roadmap and, and what they're working on. So, so we're prepared to make that next step in, in assisting and in, in, uh, making our adjusters more efficient and having more accurate claim files is, is really what, why I'm here and what, what I like to get out of it. Cool. How about you, Chris? Yeah. So I'm Chris Crilly from Grange. I'm a field property claims manager. Um, Part of my role is also some vendor relations. So I've done that through my prior roles at Grange over the uh -huh. last four years. Uh, I oversee a split team. So I have a field property team in Northeast Ohio, but I also oversee our level two inside team, which is our structure inside team. So I get to play with all the cool technology and tools and you know get the adjusters with virtual inspections and, and using different inspection methods. So you know, for me, these conferences are about networking and meeting with the, the vendors and having meetings, but then also picking up on the new technology that's out there in the industry and, you know, seeing what other carrier partners are doing and trying to look at it on that horizon and see, you know, where we're going, not only as a company, but as an industry and, and how we stay out in front. So you mentioned virtual. Uh, can you talk for a minute about what you guys are doing on in virtual claims? And I know that in our world today, there you know we're, we don't have good definitions yet. One person's virtual claim may be another person's not virtual claim. But tell us what you mean by that and what you guys are doing there. Yeah, so you know our our inside structure team will handle any kind of structure claim that typically you know a field property rep would have handled. Um, they're doing it in our non-staffed areas or as overflow for our adjusters. So they're using a, a variety of tools to do that, and they're making the best decision for both Grange and the customer what fits best. So that may be doing um, inspections using Hover or photo reports or sending out IA carriers and doing scope only. So there, there's a lot of different things that we're doing, and we leave that autonomy to the adjuster to put that right fit to that policyholder to give them the best claim experience. It's something newer for us. We, we've been in this for on this journey for about 18 months with this inside team. Um, mm -hmm. We proved the concept. And, and so now we're looking to make sure we give them the right tools that, you know, we can efficiently and effectively handle claims and and give them the opportunity to pick the right tools to use when doing that with the policyholder. And what are some of those tools that you've put in their tool belt? Yeah, so you know we're using things like Hover and Claims Experience. Um, sometimes we go old school and we'll ask them just to text us back pictures. Um, but we're also using IA partners that are you know going out and doing scope only inspections for us. Um, we're using other partners like Street Delivery who will go out and just take photos if it's a less complex claim. Um, so you know the adjusters have a lot of options and and what they can do to gather that information to settle that claim. A lot of times without having to go out on site. And what kind of criteria are you asking them to use in making the decision of which is the right tool to use? Is it speed? Is it cost? Is it 
customer experience? What, what, what? Yeah. So I really think it's all of those. It's a multi-prong approach. Um, you know, it's everything that you mentioned there. First and foremost, we want to keep the policyholder at the front of that and make sure we use the right tools and for them and make sure that they're comfortable with the claim, you know, process and the claim experience. But then from there, like any other carrier we're expense conscious. So we want to be able to use the tools that gives us the best return on investment mm-hmm. um, and, and give the autonomy to the adjusters to use those tools to do that. So we, we also want to make sure our customer satisfaction scores stay, you know, where they should be if we were also feel, you know, where we were field inspecting a claim. So it, it's a delicate balance between, you know, vetting the customer, making sure we have the right technology and tool in place, and then executing on it to, you know, to keep that NPS score elevated. Mm-hmm. Andy, what are some of the some of the issues that your adjusters are dealing with on the inside when they're getting these scope only claims? Yeah, so uh, the the I, I'd say the number one issue that they that experience is you know it, there's multiple different uh, adjusters from the uh, IA partners that we have uh, that bring back a, a different work product. So, so, so the data collector, the variance in data collection. Yep, I- exactly. So, uh, learning how to to best organize that and uh, decipher. Uh, you know how how we proceed forward based upon the, the the data that's that's brought back to us. And how are you overcoming that? So uh, we're looking to just drive consistency with with IRA partners that uh, no matter who sends the assignment or who gets the assignment uh, from from their behalf, this is the expectation of of what we're looking to uh, receive back, so we can you know proceed forward with the claim, you know, accurately in the, in the same manner uh, on every single one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Do you have anything to add to that, Chris? Yeah, no, I mean, I think that consistency is the key. Mm-hmm. Um, as we get more evolved in this process, our adjusters get better at vetting out the customers and making sure that, you know, we're using the right tools. Sometimes the challenge is getting back the right information. And, you know, it's just up to the adjuster to go back and approach it the right way to make sure that we get the missing information that we need and, and learn from that experience. So next time, maybe there's a different way we approach it to get that stuff up front. So part of it's, a you know, a little bit like AI. It's mm-hmm. a learned experience for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, repet- you know, repetitively doing it and figuring out the best way. You said you did a proof of concept on virtual. Are, do you see it expanding at your company as time goes by? I do. Uh-huh. Um, you know, I, I think that it's something that we'll continue to build out. We're still committed to our field resources where it makes sense um, for policy count and for customer service. But I think there's an opportunity to provide a different level of service and also to, you know, that different customer. So you get out into the millennials or the dis- different customer bases. They want to have claims handled a different way. They don't want people showing up at their house. Is They'd that really re- what you're finding? Oh, yeah. That, 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 that they're distinctly different that they want a different experience yeah i mean most of them they don't want to pick up their phone but they'll respond to you in a text when you call them Uh so you know we see different things through the different generations with how we handle claims so it's being able to adapt to them um, because they're the next generation of home buyers and and commercial business owners Mm -hmm. and being able to deliver a product that they're comfortable with in the way that they want to you know do the transaction for business so Mm -hmm. it's something that we're continually looking at and trying to stay in the forefront for, and really that goes back to just vetting your customer for the best way to approach it. You know, they brought up this morning the issue of people being concerned about their jobs and uh, that technology will take jobs. Are you are you seeing that? Is it, 
How did you relate to that uh, idea that they presented in the keynote today? Yeah, so I mean, me and Andy have actually had conversations about this, and I'll let him chime in here in a minute, but we view it different. We don't view it as eliminating jobs. We view it as making you more efficient, better at your job. You have more tools at your disposal um, and ultimately should make you a better adjuster. So that, that's the message we've given our staff as well. While we're changing with the way we're handling claims, we're not looking to eliminate adjusters. We're looking to make you more efficient in the way you're handling claims. So we don't see it as a replacement for the human touch. We see it as an enhancement. Yeah, but I, I agree with exactly what, what Chris mentioned there. And one thing I'll, I'll, I'll add is that uh, it, there's there's always different jobs out there and, and different opportunities. So it, it's not the it's not going to always just be the exact same adjuster role. There there'll be different uh, positions that that will will come from uh, what what we're seeing in, in the industry and and how we're moving forward. And what about a year or two from now? What do you what do you see coming, or do you just see more of the same? Yeah, so I, I still see uh, more more virtual uh, from a, a photo and video collaboration. Um, the adjuster or the the homeowner snapping the photos to be able to get uh, measurements of the interior exterior, and even a step forward from there, where a, a the AI writes that estimate uh, for for the adjuster on uh, simple, uh, low severity, high frequency type claims and uh, is able to partner that up with a, an agreed price with, with a contractor that, c- that can stand behind that, that estimate to settle that claim. Interesting. Fast. That would be fast. Yeah, I mean, speed's the key. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Is speed the key? It is because, you know, there's industry data out there that shows after a certain amount of days, you know, your claim process deteriorates if the claim payment isn't out there and there's JD power to support that. So while being accurate is just as important, you know, we live in an on-demand world and people expect things now. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I call it the Amazon effect where everything is instant at your doorstep. So speed is still a major component to that because the longer that that claim tails on, for some people, the less confidence they have that they're being paid fairly or accurately. So we want to make sure that we get that payment out as soon as we're able to. Sure. Well, listen, we really thank you guys for being with us. Full disclosure, we work for Grange Insurance and enjoy that relationship very much. And and really uh, grateful that you guys were with us today. Thanks. Yeah, great. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you. We'll do it again. Thanks. We're here for maybe uh, the most special segment we're doing uh, today because we're honored and privileged to have with us a man, a myth, a legend who I've been trying to get on this podcast for the last 12 years (laughs) to no avail. Yet today, through chicanery and trickery and just self, pure self pity (laughs) and that. I have cornered none other than Mr. Carlos Sanchez from Allstate to be with us and share uh, a few minutes with us here at Elevate 2020. How are you doing, Carlos? I'm doing great, Rob. I just, I'm hoping that someone can find the keys to these uh, the chains that you have on my legs so I could <laughs> leave when it's done. Well, no, um, no, don't think you're special. We do that with all of our oh, podcast okay. guests. Oh, okay. That, that makes me Get feel chained much better. to a chair. <laughs> the shaving is killing me right they, now. <laughs> do you think 
Do you really think they'd do it under any other circumstances? No, no, no. This is definitely uh, something, you know, you have to put someone's uh, gun to their head to do this. I was going to say, is the gun that I'm holding have anything to do oh, with absolutely. this? absolutely. You have my undivided attention. Okay. So I can put the gun down? <laughs> yes, you can. Okay. <laughs> Hi, Carlos. Hi, Rob. I met Carlos 137 years ago. Is and that accurate? That's true in dog years. <laughs> We could do this whole podcast in dog language. We can. Okay. Yes, we can. You start. Woof. Ruff, ruff. <laughs> now we're going to get the bystanders. Okay, well, here we go. Well, you know, you're a celebrity, man. Yeah, of course I am. You are Absolutely. A, you are a PNC celebrity. <laughs> Let's go back a few years. How did you get to where we are sitting here right now? Tell us your history. Oh, geez, that's a long story. I don't know if you have the time for this here. I mean, uh, no, <laughs> you're right. <laughs> so you can stop now. I can I, stop now. I retract the question. <laughs> now, I uh, I started with Allstate actually uh, 41 years ago. Wow. And I was a driving adjuster, writing estimates on cars, and kind of migrated to property. And I went into leadership management for a while, and then uh, claims as an analyst, then procurement, then to product operations, and then back to procurement. So it's it's been a fun trip that's for sure i really enjoyed it and uh, i'm lucky right now that i have a i'm working for a great boss in my procurement uh, department right now uh, he's fantastic Eric bloomquist is his name and i think i've got to get you up there to meet him too <clears throat> but uh you know it's been it's been an interesting trip for me and i've met a lot of people along the way but uh, that's that's in, uh, in a nutshell I'll, I'll say there's a lot of people in our industry know carlos he's well known and very very well respected and liked uh, but I've had the opportunity to be in a business meeting with Carlos a few times. And the surprising thing is for such an affable and nice man to also be extremely bright and well-spoken. None of that's going to show today on our podcast. Obviously not. And I think my wife paid you to say that. She did. She did. <laughs> in small, unmarked bills. Was it Mexican pesos? Because if it is, they're worthless here. <laughs> No, no, it was in Krugerrands. Krugerrands, all uh -huh. right, cool. Uh -huh. I I, your wife's terrific. Yes. Let's be honest. Yes. Okay. Let's we don't deserve her. Uh, no, we don't. You're absolutely <laughs> correct. Um, so let's talk about um, let's talk about the keynote address today. Okay. You're, we're here at Elevate, and we heard Mike Fulton deliver a keynote with a bunch of other people today, right, right. covering some interesting topics. What uh, you have uh, thoughts or comments on the keynote? Yeah, I do. Uh, you know, Mike always does a wonderful job every year giving the, the keynote address, and uh, <clears throat> he really lays out, you know, pretty in a, in a very articulate manner where exactly wants to go, you know, in the course of the year, and, and how they want that to benefit their customers back and forth. And so it was interesting to have those three gentlemen up there. I don't remember their names, uh, but I know the, each of them had their role either within the, pres, you know, the president of uh, Verisk, uh, the ISO gentleman, and the one that was, the gentleman was uh, Giamni. Giamni. Um, so the messaging was consistent. Um, I found that to be, uh, you know, pretty much what they do every year with regards to at least laying out the, the, ro the roadmap for where they want to go in the course of the year. The one thing that I found interesting is one of the comments that was made was regarding the recent litigation. Mm, yes. You know, and it's uh, that kind of struck me because it's been a you know unfortunate long battle for 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 Zach where that has waged against Eagleview and it you know it took its toll obviously. Sure. And it ended you know in a resounding you know fashion, uh, but to still have that be part of their discussion 
you know, tells me that they haven't let it go. And that, that can be concerning, you know. The future is what's going to make the difference here for, for this company and for all of us who use the tool. So it's, let's focus on the future, not the past. Sure. It's a, I think it's a big, uh, it's a big hit for uh, their risk. Yes. Yes. No, no, no ifs, ands, or but, but, but not, and not just financially, but from the ability to serve their customers Absolutely. in a in a fully robust fashion. And I think that one of the things that were being that was being um, suggested and hinted at today was that it's their full intention to continue to try to do that. Yeah, I. Uh, pretty much picked up on that with uh, the GIC and then ICB, you know, tie-in, which is kind uh-huh. of interesting because we participate with them as well. Allstate does, so uh, at least they're trying to, you know, get their, um, you know, their uh, uh, their data aerial imagery footprint, right? You know, and it's interesting because I think they just sold their fleet to GIC. That's correct. That's what that's what Mike told us. Yeah. So that's that's, you know, so I think they're just trying to still hang on to that, uh, you know data element. I think it's important for what mm-hmm. they want to do. But they're um, a data company. They're a data company. Absolutely. Right. So I think it's going to be important for them to critical for them to make, you know, make sure that they maintain an alliance there, especially one with NICB GIC that, you know, is pretty much does that for the industry. So it keeps them there as well. And it keeps them relevant. And I think it's important. So one of the things we know about Allstate is that it's, it's run by very pro- people who have very progressive vision for the future. Very, uh, thinking forward, trying new things, mm-hmm. and not, not just trying them, but making them happen. Right, right. Uh, that, that must be an exciting environment to work inside of. It really is. With all the years that I've been with Allstate, you know, the one thing that I've noticed that has made the most change in the shortest period of time has probably been over the last 10 years, where technology really makes a difference. I mean, it's one thing to, when the internet came out, and, you know, people, you know, had their laptops, and they'd go do their searches and everything else. Back in the beginning, there was very little flexibility on what the tool could do from a business standpoint. Mm-hmm. So with the changes in technology and the fact that I've been there during the last 10 years where the, the changes of the, 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 the leaps and bounds of apps and, you know, uh, uh, different algorithms that can be put through, decision trees that can be automated. I mean, artificial intelligence that can, the AI piece of it that's really come into play. I mean, I, I've been fortunate to be a part of this and you know, be able to witness it firsthand mm-hmm. instead of from, uh, from the bleachers. So it's been interesting. And it does, it will make a difference how the industry, I think, is going to be uh, competitive moving forward. Uh-huh. Do you think that things are changing quickly? It's, I mean, you talk to different people and it's hard to assess the pace of change right. because, because we're, we've never been a business an industry, insurance in general, right, is slow to change. Is that also changing? Yes, it has to change. I mean, any carrier in this field with the technology differences that are going out there, the availability, you have two choices. You can be on the leading edge or you can be on the bleeding edge. And the difference there is that if you want to be on the leading edge, you can make that impact for efficiency. You can make that impact for your severity. So customer service. So you can either be, you know, leading the field or trailing the field. And I think at this stage of the game, technology has proven its ability to, to work. Insurance companies now have a laptop. Every adjuster manager has a laptop or an iPhone or, you know, a Samsung phone, an Android phone. So it's there. We're there. Uh-huh. You know, I can remember the days when we've had one main terminal at every desk for four people to use. And it was a mainframe. 
And so your, your options were very much limited, your access was limited, but not anymore. So I think with the advent of the way technology has taken leaps and bounds, we've been able to leverage it. Every carrier has, and I think that's what's exciting about it right now. So as somebody who's been in this industry since three-part claim forms, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, you, have a, you have a great perspective, the perch that you sit on. Plus, one of the things that I've always kind of thought was really cool about what you do is you. lots of people are coming to you with lots of different ideas, new products, new I, new um, inventions, even, yeah. um, and and trying to trying to get you to um, give the give it a shot one way or another. Right? Is that hard? You know, actually, it's not because I think one of the uh, one of the approaches that uh, that our you know Allstate has taken, we look at these startup companies and we say, yeah, we can leverage this technology. But let's do one thing better. Let's invest. Let's be a part of the solution. Let's be part of the strategy. Let's build it in the image that we want that's going to best leverage us as opposed to sitting back and waiting for, you know. Um, them to get there on their own. Yes, exactly. Let's be part of the solution. Let's partner with them. So okay. I think we've been able to change the mindset of the leadership group to, you know, have them be more amenable to doing the investment piece. And we've got, I work with people over there and they tell me, hey, we're going to invest in this company. We're going to invest over here. And it's interesting because it'll give us, it gives us that that leading edge footprint. We can be part of building the solution. And from a business standpoint, we can serve to benefit, you know, once that company gets on its feet. Is it fun to go to work every day? Yes, it is. Uh-huh. I enjoy it. No, uh-huh. I, I can honestly say that I've, you know, I've got a good wife at home that asked me when I'm going to hang it up and quit and retire and, uh, you know, ride off into the sunset. And I said, right about now, I've, I work for a very good company, excellent company. I work with a great group of people. I've got a new boss who's fantastic. The flexibility at, the, at Allstate is the best, you know, work from home, you know, you know, quality of home life is probably the best I've seen in, in, in all the time I've been there. There's no reason to go right now. Plus, I enjoy what I'm doing. I that's, really enjoy that's, Yeah. So when that's over, then you'll think about it. Yep. Right? There you go. But uh, yeah, we saw Glenn at InsureTech Connect this year. We saw Glenn Shapiro speak. It was this year, wasn't it? And, yes, he uh, was there this year, he, I believe. He did a, an amazing so. keynote on basically his message was the more things change, the more they've stayed the same. Right. And what we really need is that if we're going to have all these tools and things need to change, then we need to see metrics that really show that that there's change. Not just that we're using new technologies, but that it's improving the customer experience. Exactly. I think at the end of the day, we're still trying to do the same thing we were trying to do 50 years ago. Settle the claim and do it in a timely manner with the customer. Make sure that they're happy with the claim. So the the beginning and end process is exactly the same as it was years ago when, when you know, insurance became, you know, a, you know a, a part of American life. Now it's just how are you going to get from point A to point B that makes the difference? That's what the technology is bringing in. That's what's changed. So I can see where his correlation is because at the end of the day, ultimately, we're still trying to do what we were doing 50 years ago. So what do you got planned for the rest of your time in Salt Lake City? You know what? I'm going to try to hang out with some uh, good people that I know. Um, Spend some time with them, have a drink with them, and uh, yes, yes, that includes you too. So. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay, that's, boo- okay that's, booby. That's what I was looking for, okay, booby. booby. <laughs> Full disclosure, yeah. I've met Carlos Sanchez in the past. It's true. It's true. I've it's known true. him for 137 years. In dog years. In t- <laughs> so not to uh, beat a dead dog, 
Oh, that's so terrible. I think we'll bring this to a close. What do you think? Have you had enough? I've had, I've enjoyed this. This has been a have wonderful you? experience. You? Uh, yes. You know I, how hard we work to get you on this? Absolutely. Beg, I think, is not o- an overstatement. Beg, well, beg, yeah. Well, you just begging. have to have the right person to ask me. Uh, you know, watching you beg is just so neat. <laughs> you grovel like no one right. else I've and ever seen. And if you'd seen. say yes, I'd have to stop. <laughs> So can we please stop this here? I'll beg you. Can we please? We can stop it. Thank you, Rob. I really appreciate the uh, the time today. Thank you. What a pleasure. Thank you. Take care. Well, hi, everybody. We have another exciting uh, interview today. We have Tony Trollett with Liberty Mutual. Welcome, Tony. Hi, Lee. Hey, how's it going? It's going awesome. Man, welcome back. We had you on a full podcast, and now we get to visit with you here at the Elevate Conference. What are we calling this? Is this a a mini podcast? Yeah, this is going to be a podcast where we take all these interviews and kind of put them together, and uh, I think we'll have part A and part B probably. Well, Tony... So is this is this your first Elevate conference? Uh, this is my eighth one in a row, as a matter of your fact. Your eighth one in a row. They tried to give me my 10-year pin this morning, and I, yeah? I, I tried to convince them that I haven't been here 10 years. Apparently, a little bit of Tony goes a long way. A little bit. Of, I would say, you know, Rob has a, has his uh, five-year pin. I got my five-year pin. Okay. I do. I have been here five years, but I don't have a five-year pin. You just have to ask for it. Oh, well, that's what I should do. You get 100% of the things. No, that's the wrong thing. You miss 100% of the shots you don't take? Yeah, I think that's the one. You don't get 100% of the pins you don't ask for. I think that's the one. Well, so tell me, you know, you've been here for for eight years. What is this Elevate Conference like for you? What do you do? What do you want to get out of this thing? Well, let's start this way. I'm I'm losing my voice today. And that is always the sign of a good conference for me. Agreed. So these, these conferences, look, in my line of work, Uh, It's still my responsibility to be an expert in my space. Yeah. And the only way that I can do that is to leave the four walls of the insurance company and come out into the wild and have conversations about what's going on and learn new things that, you know, you, you know, there tends to be a lot of information flowing around at these conferences and the more conversations you can have, the more you learn and, and that benefits me and it benefits the company I work for. Do you, do you find that to be the case? Do you find that you gain a lot of information, knowledge, skills? skinny on things by coming to these? Yeah, but it's not for the nefarious reason that you think it would be as if, you know, I think the first instinct for people is to think that, you know, lips are looser at the conference for some reason, but it's just about access. It's just, you know, there's only so many hours in the day. And when you're working all day with email and phone calls and conference calls and project work and whatever it might be, you just get, you just get tied up. I mean, there, if, if this was my only job, I could do this every day from the phone, but we just don't have the luxury of having that your own job. So the few conferences now that I go to a year, cause I have pared them down to a few good ones. And this one is a really good one. Um, it's all about networking for me. What makes it good for you? What d- define that? How, why is it a good one? Well, Rob Beller's here for one. Well, I mean, that <laughs> does, does that need to be said? He wanted to hear that. No. Um, I say that, ingest a little, but there is a little bit of truth behind that as well. And that, uh, the right people at the yeah. right place at the right time, I, you know, it's no secret. The same group of us, you know, pretty much travel around together and go to the same conferences, but, the, but not only do the conversations change, but the atmosphere changes. So I would say that the, what makes this conference very, very good is that it's a small intimate venue there's no place to hide. Yeah. That's good and bad. Yes. Right. Right. But it facilitates 
I don't know if this is a word, but a, but a, uh, you're comfortable. Yeah, yeah. Right? And so it, it the conversations are casual, and there's a lot of business that goes on under the guise of what looks like having a good time. So uh, looking around here, tell us what you've seen that's new. Have you come across anything that's new or exciting? Okay. <laughs> All right. Let's How say, much do you love me? What 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 do you want us let, to ask you? You got me, any questions? <laughs> well, let me let me say this, and I'll give a little pause just in case you like it. Okay. One of the benefits of being with a large carrier is that new products sort of come to you, right? right. Liberty Mutual is a big fish, and there's I mean, sure. there's no doubt about that. I mean, there's no secret to that either. I'm not telling you anything you don't already know. So products and technology hit my desk, new ones, old ones, everything. But the velocity of what I can learn at a conference like this is much faster, right? Good term. <laughs> uh, I'm having fun. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I just, you know, you know that, that point in the day when your blood sugar kind of just goes awry and you want to lay down and take a nap? It's today. It's uh -huh. now. So I, I'd suggest this to you. This is what I would offer up. We get consumed in the daily activities of what we have to do. We all have jobs to do. We all have deadlines to meet. We all have objectives to make. And in that environment, I don't get to talk to people who I wouldn't normally speak to. I'm, I'm speaking with the people every single day that help me do my job every single day. I get yeah. to have different conversations at this conference uh, with people that I wouldn't necessarily have the opportunity to talk to on a daily basis just because we're so consumed with our lives. With with our other work, right? if you will. Right. And I, I learn a lot. Um, I'd prefer not to say some of the secret sauce that I've learned today because yeah. that would, sure. that would sure. you know, defeat the purpose of being they, me. They say, uh, we had Mike Fulton on this morning and he said that uh, this is a conference where business gets done. And that's their little tagline that they like to put on this conference. It's where business gets done. Do you agree with that? I would say that's 100% true. Uh -huh. This is... Um, this is maybe the best conference I come to for what I do, right? And for what I do, it's it's about the conversation. It's about being in the room. It's about the relationship. It's about putting dots together. And we talked a little bit of that on our podcast about mm -hmm. connecting dots. Look, this is the secret to that. And that's educating yourself and talking to people, you know, not necessarily going to the sessions, although those are great as mm -hmm. well. Yeah. But being in the lobby, and having people walk up to you and shake your hand and they stop for a few minutes. Right. It's those five-minute interactions, you know, the sum of the whole, what, what's the old expression? I'm going to be, I'm going to George, I'm going to George Bush this. Is more, the, the, the whole is more than the sum of the parts. That's perfect. Yes. I couldn't have said it better myself. No, you probably couldn't. Have. I didn't, that, as which is why I, I did. I didn't, as a matter of fact. Thanks I for bailing me out. <laughs> but that's absolutely the truth, right? Because it's not about one thing. It's about the sum of all the things you learn at this event. You know, what's interesting to me is that even though you are in the business of looking at all these new, you know, toys and shiny objects and new process ideas and vendors of process, new processes, the way that it's gone about is pretty much unchanged, right? Like there's lots of new tools and lots of new things, but like you're just saying, where does it happen? It happens in the lobby, in a five-minute conversation that happens coincidentally. Right? I don't know what I don't know. And it turns out there's a lot I don't know. 
Say it ain't so, Tony. It's so, Rob. Okay. You know what I'm learning is that more and more the solutions that I'm identifying in my head, and again, I won't go into detail because that would defeat the purpose of getting paid by Liberty Mutual. Sure. I can't share that with everyone. But more and more I'm finding that there isn't one solution that is the silver bullet for anything. That it's like I am recently figuring out that there are lots of different pieces out there that put together. Yeah. To my to the to the latter point that Rob helped me make. There are a, there's enough in this to go around. I mean, we're a big industry. I don't big 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 industry. And and there are lots of people who have different pieces to the puzzle. Yeah. But you know, we we for, we have forgotten, I think, in a big way that collaboration is how this world gets done. I mean, right. I can't do it on my own. And it's kind of foolish to think that companies who are inventing these little things can do it on their own either, right? They're all, I mean, you're, everybody's good at something, but not everyone, but no one is good at everything. Right. Mm-hmm. And so if, if you can figure out those pieces and help put those together and help form partnerships, and I've done that in my career, yeah, that's where the magic is. You know, it's an uh, interesting point. Like for a long time, Exact was in sh- for for us for people in PNC. Exact was InsureTech, maybe in Symbility too yes. or MSP. I mean, but that was it. There were basically two inch technologies that we used on the claims end every day. Yes, and that was uh, Exact and Symbility, the, right. esti- the estimating platforms. Yeah, and that was insurance technology. Yes. Um, you bring up the point that there's no one silver bullet. For a long time, there were there was one silver bullet, and and that was it. And 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 there was the estimating platform and exact analysis to transmit all the information back and forth, and and that was it. And now things, well, not entirely, but in the most part. But now, not so much. There are a lot of bright and shiny objects out there. A lot. Yeah. And a lot of them are very very good, but they have to fit. They still have to fit into the space. Yeah, yeah. A lot of them are very, very good, but there's still a cost associated, right? And to do business, you can't just go out and find every shiny object and pay everything. I mean, you've got to get the right thing and have it all uh, fit together. Uh, Mike Fulton used the word mortar. you got to be able to take all these and have the mortar to make it one. And that's that's what we're missing. We're still missing that. That was sort of, uh, that's a great way to illustrate the point I just made, where that yeah. it's about putting pieces together and not, Oh, I don't want to say the word selfish. You you don't need to have it all. There is plenty to go around. Agreed. And, and partnerships. Everyone who knows me knows I'm a partnerships guy. Yeah, partnerships. Everyone that knows, everyone that knows me knows I'm a relationships guy. And that isn't, it's not fake. It's not a front. I mean, I truly cherish all the relationships that I have. I, there are a lot of people here I consider close personal friends who just happen to have really great products. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, Tony, we really appreciate you being on today. Is that it? Yeah. You got more? I don't know. Do you want to keep more? talking? You keep, keep talking. talking. You like my quotes. I love your quotes. Well, let's get into the quotes. You like my quotes. Like like Rob Beller is amazing. Uh, that Rob, was a great quote. I I don't have that quote. No. How about um how about we we remain with all the change in this industry, we remain our own worst enemy by not figuring out a way to be more nimble. Right? And I was at a conference last week and somebody said why is it that we always give impossibility the benefit of doubt? Why do we always figure out the reasons why we can't do something before we think about the reasons why we can, right? 
and and he also said, and I, I he said a bunch of stuff that was really really great. It was I I hardly see speakers that I like that much. I wish I could remember the guy's name, um, but he also said the first step, the real first step, in anything is believing that you can, and that sums up my entire world. Yeah, that I my job exists because I first believe that I can. That you can what? Well, anything that comes after that. Okay. How can I improve the claims experience for the customer? Well, I believe that I can. Yeah. So I go out there and I find that's a this is a horrible direction, but I how do I how do I change how do I impact a huge hundred plus year old company and get an entire claims department behind a mission to improve the experience for the customer, the experience for the customer experience for the customer the third time, <laughs> the experience for the insurance company, the right. bottom line impact to mm-hmm. the insurance company. Mm-hmm. You know, you would think that we've tried everything, but we haven't. But mm-hmm. it's not about thinking about how you can't do it. Right. It's right. about coming out here and thinking that, hey, I'm going to come to Salt Lake City. I believe I can. I'm going to come to Salt Lake City and I'm, for all the stuff that I already know, I'm going to come out here and I'm going to find something new that I didn't know about and it's going to change my world. Yeah, I mean, that's what that's what it's all about. You have to first believe that you can do it and then don't settle for for, the, for thinking that you can't. I Perfect. love that. I yeah. love that. I think that's great. Yeah, I often tell a story about how in, generally the point of the story is that you, if you don't know that something's impossible, then you, you're willing to try it. But when you think it's impossible, you just cash your chips in, Yeah. right? You're like... Yeah. Because you say, you say, no, that's not possible. And that's, that's one of the dangers and the traps we run into in our industry or in, just in life, right, is that sometimes you can know too much it, that it stops you. Yes. Yeah. No, I think that's a very good way of saying it. So mm-hmm. I would say it maybe differently. Sometimes you, you think you already know mm-hmm. before you even try. Right. You think you know what the outcome is going to be. Right. So you don't try. What a silly concept that is. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Words of wisdom from Uncle Tony. Or that was a Rob Bellerism. Oh. It was a rephrased Rob Bellerism, to be honest. <laughs> Where did that come from? I don't know. Aren't we supposed to be meeting? I feel like you're going to use like 30 seconds of this. No, I got a full 10 minutes. Mm, I'm thinking 45. <laughs> <laughs> I, got, I got a full 10 minutes. Yeah. What are we at? Time wise. Like, I don't feel like it was. We're, like- at, we're at 17 minutes. So we've, we've got 10 minutes of that. You know what I would say? I would, I would also say this. Conferences for me. I judge how good they were for me by how tired I am at the end. Oh, that's a good judge. Right. If It means there is enough conversation during the day that I am fully engaged. And at the end of the day, if I am physically and mentally exhausted, uh-huh. that was a great day. Yeah. You know, a lot of times I look, I look at conferences and I think, oh, the bigger they are, uh, the flashy, flashier they are, the better they are. But at this conference, I have not been able to walk down the hall. There's only one main hall, right? There's one big hall, and you're going to see everybody uh, from our industry and and get to shake their hand and catch up. It's great. So it's not necessarily the size of the conference, but it's the intimacy. It is absolutely – there is a much different feel to this conference than there is to, say, a PLRB. Even though I might see a lot of the same people at both, there is a big difference in how the the tone of the conversation. Isn't there? There is. This is way more intimate. It's it's interesting to take a second to try to study what that is. I think it's the fact that here there isn't an expo. That's interesting. Yeah. And the expo 
puts a lot of pressure on a lot of people, not necessarily even going in it, but just as people who work in the expo, that's why we're there. We're there. It's a, it's a selling event. This is not a selling event per se. Per se. Not in the same way. And PLRB is much, I would argue that it's much more formal. It feels like a much more formal event. In what, in, in that regard, in the regard of that, it's a sales event. I have, well, I don't know what you call that thing in the front of this place. I, I don't want to call it a bar for fear that people will get the wrong impression. Oh, it's, it's a, it's a lobby hangout area. A lobby <laughs> coffee place where yeah. they have tea. Yeah, they serve they, tea. They had daytime tea today. Right. And they this also, is Salt Lake City. It is Salt Lake City, which I love, by the way. I do, too. I really love this town. I do. Um, but that's where, let's put it this way. You meet someone in the hall. Let's stop and have a little chat. Let's have a cup of coffee. You sit at a little table. Right. You have a great conversation. At PLRB, it's so jam-packed. Mm-hmm. Everyone's got meeting rooms. Everyone's got suites. And I feel like I'm walking, I'm just bouncing from one meeting to the next meeting. Well, so it's well, okay. You are. It's much more planned. In fact, um, before we came here, there's there's a bunch of us here from Liberty Mutual this trip. And before we came down here, um, we were trying to share our meeting schedules. Yeah. And the truth is, I purposely don't pack my meeting schedules for this conference because the greatest conversations I have are the ones that are unplanned. Yeah. Like there's tons of meetings too. Don't get me wrong, but it's about like that little interaction in the hallway and that little nugget that you get. That's where it's at. Absolutely. I really appreciate what you guys do at FNL InsureTech. Thank you. And I really think you're sending out an important message in the industry. And I really think you're getting some people on the air for people to hear messages that you wouldn't normally hear. Um, especially those people who don't leave the four walls of the insurance company. So for that, I thank you at FNO InsureTech thank Podcast. You. Thank you. And I thank you for having me on twice. Thank and, you. And we'll have you on again. And I would submit to you that there's no accounting for taste. I love when you say that. I would submit to you. That's a Tonyism. Is that a, is it a Tonyism? It, it is. That's I would submit Tonyism. to you. And, and for all of us here in Salt Lake City, <laughs> good night and good luck. Okay, everybody, we're back with another uh, interview today. Very excited about visiting with Chris McLeod of the Auto Group, uh, Director of Claims. Welcome welcome to the podcast. Appreciate it. Well, good. Well, Matt and I are here, and uh, we're ending the, the second day of the Elevate Conference. Um, what, what, did, what did you think so far? So far, I think it's great. I mean, it's a, it's a great opportunity um, you know, to meet with people in the industry and the vendors that we partner with and, and potential new vendors. Uh, I just got out of a meeting with the ExactWare folks where oh, we great. kind of went over our internal workflows and just trying to improve the process and uh, see how we can kind of deliver the best product maybe a little quicker. Yeah. So is this your first conference to come to? Second, actually. I was okay. here two years ago. Great. Yeah. Has, it, has it changed much or is it about the same? It's about the same. Okay. Yeah. So whenever you're planning to come to a conference uh, like Elevate or exactly Elevate, what do you plan to do? Is it more of, um, you know, know, going to classes? Is it more about meetings? Is it more about networking? What do you hope to gain during one of these events? I'd say all the above. Okay. Um, You know, I I think uh, these days at my job, it's, I get a lot of vendors calling me and I just don't have time. Yeah. You know, my day to day. Sure. So it's a good opportunity here to sit down with those vendors that maybe have been calling me throughout the year, trying to get, you know, 10 minutes of my time. Um, so I, I tend to sit down with different vendors throughout the day, try to get into some of the classes mm-hmm. um, and, and network. And a lot of, you know, I'm in Florida, so I see a lot of 
familiar faces walking around here, and it's a good opportunity to catch up with some Florida folks as well. Yeah, I think it's always good to see uh, people. I was telling somebody earlier, a conference is great because you can save so much on travel. Everybody is at one location. You can have so many meetings. You can get so much done. But it takes work. It takes planning those meetings ahead of time and making sure because there's only a, a finite amount of time in the day. You can only do so much. Correct. Um, so when, when does it start for you? Uh, so for Elevate, is it, is it weeks out, days out, or months out, the, the planning with the meetings? Uh, probably a couple weeks out. Um, I start to reach out to people, and uh, people start reaching out to me, particularly when the, I think the, uh, the attendee list gets published. I think. Right. So that, that's when it happens. It starts to, starts to heat up. But, um, yeah, I mean, it, I'd say a couple, couple weeks in advance, I start to put things together. It's a nice, relaxing conference, isn't it? It doesn't seem like it has the hustle and bustle of some of the other ones we all attend. Do you feel the same way I, about that? I, I agree. Um, it's a different atmosphere. It's a diff- different atmosphere, different city, mm-hmm. yeah. different hotel. It is. Um, with no big expo hall, per se. Yeah, I think that we've kind of established that's a that's a kind of a difference maker in some of these. And uh, the hotel's a great setup. There's lots of different places where you can right. lounge around and sit there and talk. And you see all these intimate conversations happening. It's very cool dynamic. If you haven't been here, it's kind of hard to describe. It is. And I think that the lack of expo is, is a good thing uh, because our industry has conferences with expos where you can go shop. This is really more of a one-on-one intimate setting, I feel. Even though it's a large you know, seven, eight hundred people here, it feels a lot more intimate than some of the others we go to. Great. I, I think I have enough stress balls. Yeah, that's true. I don't, <laughs> I don't need funny. to walk away with anything I'm all else. set. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. So a lot of the conference has talked about insurance technology and implementing that within our workflows. And uh, I'm just curious, what is, you know, what are you doing within your organization with this world of InsurTech? Is this something you're embracing and moving forward with? Are you cautiously looking from afar? What are you, what are you doing with InsurTech? I, I think all of the above. Okay. Um, you know, over the years, I think the, the first big thing that came up, um, you know, was drones. Yeah. How the sure. industry responds to drones. Um, we, we're evaluating it still. Mm-hmm. Um, I think some carriers have, have paved the way. And yeah. uh, some, some have realized it's for them. And some realize it's not. Yeah, it, exactly. There's definitely um, a purpose for it, um, but at, at this point, um, you know, p- predominantly where I focus on claims in Florida, we're dealing with a lot of questionable roof claims, and um, in that case, if you're gonna if you're gonna potentially deny a claim, you need to have boots on the roof. I would so, agree. Um, for for us, we're not running tons of drone flights in Florida at this point, but I think there may come a time. Where we may, um, mm-hmm. I think it depends upon the magnitude of, of the event, you know, the peril you're dealing with, um, and you know whether there's no uh, known damage in the area or not. Um, on top of that, we we have recently rolled out for our staff uh, iPads, so they're using um, Exact Mobile. And, okay. And um, my staff, for the most part, is adapting well. I think with any technology, you're going to have people that embrace it more so than others. Yeah. And I think those field adjusters that have are, are really doing a great job and they're really uh, speeding the life cycle of a claim. I mean, they're they're writing the roof estimates while they're on the roof. So um, are they able to do a traditional estimate on there? Is it, or is it just capture the photos and notes? What oh, are they, they using it for? They write, they can write the whole, whole estimate up there. That's wonderful. It, it, I think it's, it, it definitely is a great tool for roof claims, uh, for smaller claims. I think you're going to find, um, even the, uh, 
most experienced folks on mobile platform will tell you that a large loss. You want to get down and get in front of a, a bigger screen like the laptop you have here. I mean, right. Um, you know, the iPad is only, I think it's a 9.7 inch. So mm-hmm. there's only so much you want to do on that. When you're drawing something big, sure. um, you want a little bit bigger visually. So here at Elevate, we have we've seen a lot of tech companies uh, with a lot to offer, a lot of great solutions. Sometimes we find that there's there's just so many companies and, and, and we want a piece of everything that they do. How do you handle that? If, if you have measurement tools and weather reports and even exact mobiles, you have all these things you think would be great. What do you, you know, what do you do? Do, do? do you look at just one solution and go with it or do you try to keep tacking on additional technologies? We just try to look at what's out there and what's gonna work for our internal systems uh, and our workflows. Um, you know, we, we have one workflow and, and one claim management system in Florida that, you know, our, our counterparts out of Dearborn, Michigan, they, they don't have the same system. So what may work for us may not work for them and vice versa. Um, I know they're, they're, they deal with a lot more um, siding losses up in the northern region. Right, uh, yeah. And so they're really piloting with Hover and trying to embrace the, the Hover product, mm-hmm. um, which is a great product. And, sure, it's a good and product. it helps them. Uh, with the siding losses that that I just don't see in Florida, right? Um, we're dealing with a lot of roof losses, and it would certainly help, but yeah, um, they're questionable roof losses at this point. I mean, we're dealing with a lot of lingering Hurricane Irma claims, and you know the legitimate claims have already been adjusted. We're dealing with uh, things that are coming in yeah. at the eleventh hour. So, so we've also seen a, a shift. I would say over the past couple of years to this world of virtual adjust, <laughs> using inspectors to go out and and take photos and send that back. What what are your thoughts on that? I I, I think it's the future. Okay. Um, and you know we're we're embracing claim experience and we're actually utilizing you guys at four seventy yeah. for a small pilot and uh, see if you guys can assist in in you know adjusting the claim quicker. Yeah, I agree. I think it is the future, and I think it's, um, you know, we, we've, we've talked to companies who want to go 100%. We talked to companies who uh, want to back off of what they, they've done. Um, but I was interviewing somebody earlier, and they said, you know, time will tell. The, the, the future will tell exactly where it's going. But it's, uh, it's a new world out there, and, uh, and I applaud you for testing it out and trying it out. And, uh, you know, there will be failures along the way. We understand that. Uh, but really, as long as we keep uh, the focus of, of customer service at the heart of it, um, while, you know, decreasing cycle times, decreasing costs, but really keeping that customer there, that's, what, that's what's going to be so important. And, uh, you know, as we wrap up here, uh, this is your second year at Elevate. If somebody is going to be coming next year, do uh, you have any recommendations for them or any words of advice if they attend this conference? Jump in, um, you know, accept those meeting requests, um, connect with people. Um, You know, I'm sure that it was some point years past that I connected with you guys and and, uh, Rob, and um, you make a lot of good connections. And, you know, you don't know who might help you down the road. Right. Um, So make those connections, learn, take advantage of of all the uh, classes that they have here. Um, 
And if you've never been to Salt Lake, get out and enjoy the city. It's a great city. Oh, it's, it's a, a beautiful city. Beautiful city, city so. absolutely. Yes, yeah, yeah. so I love I love going around and seeing everything. I mean, it, it is beautiful. And even, you know, Park City, Utah is just, what, 40 minutes right up the road. It's and if you're a skier, hold over for a day or two and go go, go uh, skiing, right? That's it. That's so. it. Great place for it. <laughs> it's, great. it's great. Well, Chris, we appreciate you being on today. Thank uh, you. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Hey, everybody. We're back with another great interview. We have Joe Marinelli with State Auto. Welcome to the group. Thank you, Lee. Appreciate it. Well, so is this is this your first Elevate conference? No, this is uh, my second. I came last year. Okay. Um, but uh, had a good experience last year. And, good. And uh, was able to bring some good stuff back to, to State Auto. So lucky to have the opportunity to come back here with uh, a little bit bigger of a, of a crowd. Last year there was three of us. Now yeah. we're, we've got four here this year. So. So what do you do? I mean, why why come to Elevate? What do you what are you trying to, to gain sure. whenever you're here? I, I think the, the 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 most important thing is connecting with with people, um, and some partnerships that we have, and, and maybe some some potential partnerships. So yeah, I think the biggest the biggest thing is the, the networking. Mm-hmm. Um, that's I find to be the most valuable. Right. Um, just getting to sometimes put a face with the name or the voice, someone you may talk to on the phone or exchange emails with. Absolutely. That you don't get to, to connect with and being able to come to Salt Lake and from you got all these people coming coming from all parts of the country. Um, just being able to connect with them as you're walking through the hallway. Hey, haven't seen you in a while. That to me I think is the most impactful. Yeah. So is is uh, your day filled up with meetings or is it more with the actual sessions? Uh, what do you try to to do with yeah, that? Scheduling the fifteen minute, thirty minute meetings with yeah. with people, I think, is is important. Um, and I think those fifteen to thirty minutes help the rest of the year. Yeah, I agree. You can you can take that time and say, hey, this is what I'm planning on doing for the year. This is what my company is planning on doing for the year, and kind of helps lay the, some groundwork for for what's to come in 2020. Yeah, I think conferences are so important uh, because you can get a lot of travel done in one trip. You actually have the opportunity to meet with people who are all over the country, all in one place. You're able to have these meetings. Uh, and that's I know that's something that Elevate tries to do is to have that. Four or five years ago, whenever I came, I didn't, I didn't really know that went on here. And uh, over the past couple of years, my eyes have been open to uh, lots of meetings, lots of lots of short meetings. Um, so, so, so shifting gears a little, uh, here at the conference, we talked a lot about InsureTech and how the world of claims is changing. Uh, Elevate, during the keynote even, they talked about that the world is going to change. So hang on, hop on the train or get run over. Uh, but uh, I want to know, what is your opinion on that? Is the world... Uh, of claims changing as fast as, as they say it is. So I, I look at it like this: wind and hail damage and water have always been the same. Yeah. Uh, but it's the it's the people we service who are changing. They're okay. Um, let's let's take the the Amazon approach. I can go on my phone, order a battery today, and it'll be in my house tomorrow. I could order a, you know something a food item or something else and, and get that within twenty four to forty eight hours. Right. So I think people are expecting that other services are going to do the same. So I think we need to, uh, anyone in the insurance industry needs to anticipate the customer's needs. Not every customer that we service is going to want uh, to get a link or to download an app and do something with their claim. Some of them may want a more traditional method, so I think we need to um, understand what our customers want. So if we know Mr. and Mrs. Smith want 
claim handled one way, we mm-hmm. need to make sure that they get that experience that way. So I think we just need to be flexible, but at the same time, make sure that our customers are understanding what we're trying to do too. We're trying to give them a faster, more accurate experience. Yeah. So we, we just, I think we need to look at that and, and really take their their opinion into the claims process and involve them as much as they want. So is that something you're doing at State Auto? Or is that, I, I guess, trying to give the customer a, um, a choice of how their claim is handled? Yeah, so we're, we're, we're early on in, in adopting some of those practices. So uh-huh. um, we try to um, first instill that in our claims teams that this is why we're going to try this. Um, and if it's not working, let's figure out a way to make it work. So here's the, here's the workflow. If we find there's a, a gap, let's start over, fix it, and try it again. So I think there's some, some still some opportunity for some of the folks uh, that handle claims yeah. across the industry to um, understand the technology themselves. So maybe that, that could be a roadblock is maybe they're not comfortable with it. So if they're not comfortable with it, they're not going to, you know, insert that into the claims process. They're going to find other ways to still manage that claim and, and right. get to a settlement. So as time goes on, next year to two years, I think you're going to start to see people adapt to that, to the insured tech world and right. and how those claims can. I think if people understand that, if I can do something uh, now mm-hmm. that does 10 other things down the line, that's one less phone call I have to worry about making, that's one less voicemail I'm going to have, maybe one less email, I think they'll start to understand that it's actually helping the insured and the, the job get done at their desk. Right. What about straight through processing? Is that is that possible? Is that something y'all are looking at to try from first notice of loss to payment uh, to really allow payments whenever whenever you know it's owed? Is that something y'all are trying? Yeah, I think I think it is possible. So I think the the requirements need to be appropriate. Yeah. Um, you know, you don't want to just let every claim go through. Um, then what's the point of having an adjuster, right? Exactly. So I think some of those lower complexity type claims. You know, maybe it's a, a scheduled piece of jewelry. Maybe it's a phone. Maybe it's a small water loss. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that is something that is very possible. And I think um, as we continue for the next couple of years, I think you're going to start to see carriers adopt that. Yeah. Um, and I think we have um, some good partnerships in place that will allow that to happen. What about what about drones? For for years, we've heard the word drones, and we've heard that. Uh, anything from uh, they're, they're not working, they're not what we need to, they are the key to everything. Where do you sit on that? What do you think about drones in the world of insurance? I, I think there's still a lot of unknown okay. about drones. Yeah. But yeah, we know they go up in the air and they take some pictures, maybe a video, mm-hmm. can produce some measurements. I think there's opportunity for some organizations to use them in, in different ways. I don't think it's for an everyday claim. I think it's for losses that you need to just verify the damage. Yeah. I don't think it would be something where you'd want to necessarily use in a field daily claims handling process. I think it's for maybe some, some catastrophe type uh, events, hail, wind, where you can go and look at, you know, if you're a field adjuster and maybe your average is five a day, yeah. manually inspecting. Maybe you can double that, make it right. 10, and maybe you can scope it and then send it back to somebody else and let an inside adjuster write, write a sheet. Mm-hmm. So I think there's different ways that we can do it. So it's just leveraging that technology, but still have that personal touch on it and have those people touching the file to make sure that it is 
uh, you can validate the data. Right. Um, the only thing it would be better is if, if they had lasers. Maybe we could ha- put some lasers on, that would the, be nice. on the drones. That'd be great. You know, somebody can make. Yeah, we'll we'll give that out to somebody <laughs> to make that happen. Sure. Well, and and you know, here at the here at the conference, they talked about the the changing role of the adjuster. In fact, in the keynote, they had uh, I believe it was the president of the U.S. of Crawford, and he was talking about how the the role of the independent adjuster or even the staff adjuster is going to change. Uh, Based on what you're saying, I assume you agree with that. And do you think it's changing for the better? We don't know what we don't know. So we don't know okay, if it yeah. is is the better thing. I think we all make personal decisions, and I think companies make corporate decisions right. on based off of the data and the information they have at that point, point in time. Absolutely. Uh, and I think we will see scope of all of our jobs change at some point. I think if we don't, if we don't continue to change, we're just going to be – still and stagnant right. and we're going to keep doing the same we're going to keep making the same errors yeah. so i think change is good to to find ways to improve a process speed up cycle time maybe it's accuracy around indemnity payments maybe it's an expense thing i think it, we are going to change what that change looks like i don't know but yeah. it's exciting to be part of it this point of uh, of of time in an insurance industry people want the next greatest best thing and i think that's attractive to customers to say, yeah. hey, look how we service, we can service your policy. If you have a claim, you come right to us, you're going to have a check within, you know, a matter of minutes. Exactly. Maybe a, maybe a day, maybe less than a day. And I think that's can be comforting to people. So we, we got to be prepared for change and whatever that change is. Yeah. Know that it's changing for the good, hopefully. Right. And if it's not working, let's, let's do something different. Yeah, I'm always reassured during many of these interviews uh, we talk about how the roles are changing and how new technologies are changing. And it's so uh, comforting that everyone is is working on this change for the better of the customer. Everybody wants them to have a better experience, however they need it, the Amazon effect, right? However they need it, however quick they can get it, it all comes back to the customer. And it seems like uh, the insurance industry as a whole, that's what they're doing. Yes, there are savings in, in cost sure. and uh, reducing uh, different touch points, but it all comes down to the customer. So I, you're, you're right on there, and I, I love that. Uh, so as we wrap up, uh, if somebody is listening and they have not ever been to Elevate, do, do, do you have any recommendations? Do you have any words of wisdom for them if they come next year? Yeah, I think, I think everyone should take the opportunity to come out here and be in a room with all these wonderful people inside the insurance industry. There's a lot of smart people. There's a lot of people that want to um, help you out as your, I want to say ambassador of your company, but yeah. you are representing your company. And, and I think people are more open to having a, a real conversation saying, hey, we've tried it this way. I know you're trying it that way. Right. You know, I think we can learn off of each other. And I think this is all a, a kind of a big family. Yeah, we're, there's competition, right? We yeah, all, of we course. All, all companies want to make money. That's what mm-hmm. they're, that's when they're in business for. But I think it's, it's a, an opportunity to get to meet people that, you probably wouldn't meet um, if you go to another conference, another type of conference. So I think here is, is you got so much opportunity for networking yeah. and to um, just be able to, to talk and get to know people on a, a personal level, professional uh, professional level, um, and get to see some uh, some cool, exciting technology as well. So Good. Ab- absolutely, take the, take the opportunity to come out to Salt Lake. Um, beautiful area, yeah. plenty to do, lots of good food. Great hotel, right? Beautiful hotel. So it's it's a, it's a good opportunity, and I think uh, everyone should take advantage of it. 
good. Well, we appreciate you coming by today, Yeah, no Joe. problem. Thank you. Great conversation. Thanks a lot. So we thank you for being with us for this special edition of FNO Conferences. We hope you enjoyed our six guests, visitors. And stay tuned to next week. Oh, why? When, what's next week again? Next week we will have another one of these where really? we have cool. five additional episodes uh, from people within the, the insure tech space. That's, that's, that's really awesome. So we'll get to hear from the people that are trying to interact with Exact. Mm-hmm. And one person who is with Exact and talking about what Exact Analysis is is looking like in the future that's really cool and uh and don't miss our if you haven't heard it already our interview that we did also from elevate uh, with mike fulton yeah who is the president and leader of exactware and i i dare say one of our favorite interviews yes i very much look forward to speaking with him every year great guy i can't wait to see him uh here in here in a week or so man we have a lot of respect for so uh with that being said We say goodbye, everybody.